0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to
1: Shit Your Shrink Thinks. Roam if you want to, roam around the world, roam if you want to, without
0: wings, without wheels. And then it keeps Ooh, going. I love it. Yes, 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 yes. That's a great one for our topic today. Welcome, folks. Welcome back to Shit Your Shrink Things. It is a podcast where two shrinks tell you what we think. We give you life facts. We give you mental health facts. We try skills designed to improve mental health, and then we see if those things work. We tell you if they do, and. Sometimes they don't because we do them poorly. Sometimes they do because we do them well. It's mostly the poorly one. And that song was about our topic area today, which is how travel affects mental health. Yeah. I love that. Roma, if you want
1: to. Yeah. It's by B-52, I believe. Oh yeah, they're the ones that do love shack. Oh, love shack, baby. Love shack,
0: yeah. baby. That's my um, my husband and his parents' song for weddings. That's like their thing that they like to dance. Okay, to, I'm glad you to
1: clarified to for weddings. I was like, wait, that's your that's like their song. That's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're I'm just a flag. dance parties.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Weddings McCray Law. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's cute. They're so funny. I, we don't, I mean, I think if there was a song that my family had, it'd probably be like Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. I don't know, maybe. Nice. Or like something by Jimmy Buffet, Dr. James Buffet. But I don't know, if it was my mom and I, it'd be something Dave Matthews. If it was my dad and I, it'd be something like country-ish. That's cool. Something that a 50-year-old man in Omiata would drive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so as you all might remember we do always do a what's good on the podcast and so we talk about something that happened that was positive for us in the past week or we tell a fun story or read a poem but we try to keep it upbeat so Michaela, what is your what's good this week my what's good
1: is kayaking The yak. Yeah. I got to go kayaking yesterday with a good friend and it was just beautiful out. And I mean I just needed it. That it was a breakaway from babe, and I love my babe, but it was so nice to just get out on the water and get a little exercise in, but also just kind of float.
0: Yeah. Yak and baby. Yeah,
1: I got really burnt, but it was worth it. You look
0: beautiful. You have a glow. <laughs> it's just the red.
1: The red shirt kind of, you know, counteracts the red skin.
0: Uh, did you Did you pop a bit of crisp strawberry while you were yakking? You know, I actually didn't. I just brought my water because I never drink oh. enough water anyway. So I was like, I'm not even going to touch the Hydration. liqueur. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I love that. Like, oh, naturel, feeling good, getting yourself hydrated, getting a little break. That's awesome. Yeah. It was beautiful. You, was it, like, one of those, um, sometimes when you go down rivers, it's, like, more of, like, a plane sort of situation. Other times we were on a lake, like actually. Oh, on a lake. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we just kind of, yep, we'd kayak out to the middle and then we'd get drifted to the edge and then would kayak out to the middle and then we'd get drifted <laughs> to the edge and we would like tie our kayaks together when we'd drift so we could just float and chat and
0: it was great what's that song it's like got my feet in the water ass in, ass in the, in the sand, sand not a worry in the world worry a in the world beer a cold beer in, beer in my hand life is, life good, is good today <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. We actually heard that song because I had like <laughs> 2000s country going. <laughs> oh my God. 2000s country is where it's at, everybody. <laughs> that stuff is what is up. Like, there is no messaging behind it. It's all hey girl country and I just love it. I don't even care. I love it. You got to listen to country when you're this. out on the water. I feel like it just oh, fits. Yeah, Mandatory. Yeah. It's mandatory. That's an awesome what's good. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That makes me so it was thrilled. glorious. So what is your what's good? Oh my God, it's video games. I Ah. did the opposite. I did the opposite of what you did and I sat inside, darkened the blinds, and played a game called Diablo. Um, Diablo 4 came out. It's probably, when you guys hear this episode, it'll have been out for quite a while. And this is a game I used to play in my childhood. Uh, Diablo 1 came out when I was a kid. I played it when I was a kid. Probably I was too young to be playing it, honestly, (laughs) because it was fucking scary. Like, let me be honest. It was scary, but uh, I did still play it. I had and uh, it, it has now gone all the way till Diablo 4. It's an awesome game. I'm just, like, really enjoying myself. Also, my whole family is playing it. Well, not my mom, but I know my uh, sibling and my father are playing it. And so um, they, you know, they, like, text me screenshots and stuff of cool things they found. And I just appreciate that. It's very enjoyable. I haven't played with them yet. Uh, and then I have some friends who are playing, and, and so you all share your I Easter would... eggs and how to beat certain yeah. levels, and yeah, absolutely. And my uh, my sibling and I independently designed essentially the same character. Um, theirs was a barbarian, and mine was a sorcerer. But other than that, they look they like visually look identical. We had no like <laughs> we had, we just total overlap. So it's been a ball, and. I You know, no big deal. I put it on veteran because <laughs> I played before. So I'm playing on a little bit more difficulty. Pretty impressive stuff. That's awesome. Um, it looks
1: like a cool video game. It looks like in a cool level of creepy, I feel like.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the new the new big bad boss is a lady. She is, quote, the mother, Mm. and I am digging it. Like, she's... Her name is Lilith, the mother, and she's, like, the mother of, like, quote-unquote hatred. But she's, like, kind of, like, ambivalently maybe makes a little sense why she's bad. Like, some of the things she's saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can kind of get behind that. (laughs) So I really... (laughs) Maybe Team Lilith. I'm not really sure. Uh, that
1: was one of the baby <sighs> names we. I actually really liked, but I knew that like because it has those connotations. I was like, mm, I absolutely God. love that name. It's such a pretty you name.
0: Do it. It's a pretty name, and also, I mean, I, I, there are bad connotations, but there's also like really cool connotations True. to it. Too, True. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't blame you for choosing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I've been enjoying that, and i I can you know, I love this evil representation of a mother. I think moms need more representation and evil is really where I'm leaning. <laughs> <laughs> she has like a human spine like da- like she's wearing it down her back. Oh, and shit. so like I just really appreciate that sort of energy. That's the energy I would like to bring to my motherhood. and uh yeah, I don't know what she's the mother of. I haven't seen her babies, but <laughs> They're
1: they pretty badass, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're very scary babies, probably, wherever they are. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my what's good. I'm, very, I'm enjoying this representation. That's cool.
1: Well, we also do a experiment with our episodes. So, Sunny, what did you do for your outside
0: of episode experiment? I have no idea. I mean, I am in... A portal of things. I'm still working on my physical health. You guys, like, I. It's a journey. I think I need to pretty much spend temporarily saying that I'm gonna do something mental health <laughs> because my physical health is impacting my mental health yeah. so much. Um, so I'm doing like a mold remediation on my house right now and. Like, long story short, I'm a person who's very affected by mold. I should do a podcast episode on it. Um, And it's, like, not really that bad in our house. But because I'm so sensitive, it's been crazy. And so I'm just trying to make sure that's all taken care of. And that is where my, like, that thing is most impacting my mental health yeah, right yeah. now. B- because it causes, like, physical ailments. So I need to deeply, heavily f- invest my time there. And it's a very extensive process. So... Yeah, <laughs> that was I didn't do anything related to anything but that, that is related. I mean, that's
1: related to mental health, right? Like maybe yes. it wasn't related to our episode, but it's related to yeah. helping yourself feel better. So I mean, you got do what you got to do, man, you're you are it's, on a journey. And I'm really excited when you do make that episode for that. Because I mean, I think yeah. it's going to be really insightful for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting to make an episode on maybe, like, the effects of, like, mycotoxins and mold on mental health. Um, I want to be sure that I'm not nuts. (laughs) Like, like, I want to actually, like, do the full experiment and completely, like, remediate my symptoms before I report anything to the general public. Because I am so skeptical of, like... Everything. I just want to not say something stupid. So I'm I'm working on it, and I will maybe yeah, down the road. Back. <laughs> down the road. Don't expect it right. Depending right away. on it, you'll never hear about it again if it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just like we'll never bring it up again. <laughs> like, well, that was dumb. Never mind. <laughs> so, yep, we all have the right to make mistakes, and I'm on a journey. So that's what we're doing. I did. What it. about you? How was your homework?
1: Mine was to check in with the older adults in my life, and I did have some communications and fun conversations, but I didn't necessarily like do like a mental health check-in to per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of did it, but I kind of didn't do it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. Well, it's it was something. Right. I mean, it was still, okay. it was you know, something. to me, just having the conversation with people as part of helping with mental health, right? Like just like reaching yes. out and having, you know, a fun conversation
0: can help somebody's mental health, obviously. So no. So in honestly, that aspect, just- yeah. Yeah, just bringing it up is – it's worth a million dollars and also a million mental health points and gold stars and all of the things. So (laughs) I appreciate that you did it. And at least you're staying on track with our homework. At least somebody – I've gone, like, rogue. I'm, like, off the grid. (laughs) At least you're, like, trying the podcast homework and and I appreciate that. I mean, I'm, like, you know, I'm sort of trying. I'm doing – I'm doing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So – Our topic this week is actually going to be about travel and mental health. So I wanted to bring up this topic because I think I had mentioned in a previous week that I recently traveled over to England Mm -hmm. um, and had a good time. And I was noticing that there was a lot of ups and downs Mm. associated with mental health during the travel. I was just kind of trying to be mindful of my mental health experience because I wanted to see well, does this actually help? Like, should I keep doing these travel experiences? Do they actually help me? And so I was becoming aware of the ups and downs of jet lag or a new experience, flight delays, sleep deprivation, adventure, novelty, right? There's a lot going on. Yeah. And I wondered, you know, how does this affect me in the short term and the long term? So I Each, each travel experience is going to have some positive and some negative consequences. Mm -hmm. And probably it's likely that it's based on the individual, how travel affects you and the, the travel itself, how travel affects you. But we wanted to go through the positive and negative consequences so that you can kind of evaluate for yourself. Like, is this something that I should invest time and money into? Might this be not maybe a long-term solution, but like a, a reset for me? Like, could this be helpful? So let's first start with some of the positive consequences of traveling. The first would be stress
1: reduction. So, mm-hmm. traveling can provide a break from the daily routine and offer an opportunity to relax and unwind. It allows individuals to detach from work-related stressors, responsibilities, and familiar environments, leading to a decrease in overall stress, right? It's kind of like how when people do, like, a staycation, like, mm-hmm. you still have all the stuff that you need to do within your home. So then you can't always, mm-hmm. like, actually relax because you are mm-hmm. – you're there.
0: You're in it. Yeah. yeah. You're in – you look at the chores. You see the chores. Right. <laughs> the chores are calling to you and you know. You know they're there. Yeah. So it's like a – um It's a break from the rut and it can be a reset button if you're in like a habit and response chain Mm -hmm. where you're just like, okay, this is my habit, this is a response. Habit, response, habit, response. You can't break it. It's something that's novel that can sometimes break the chain and decrease stress levels. Yeah. There's another possible upside too, which is mood enhancement. So essentially exploring a new... Place Having a novel experience, getting a different cultural experience and engaging in enjoyable activities during the travel itself can contribute to an uplifted mood. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly it can give you a wider breadth of understanding or experience and kind of contextualize your own experience. So the excitement and the novelty of travel can trigger these releases of dopamine, um, kind of like the reward chemical. That's re- I'm reducing it a lot, but it can yeah. trigger some of the neurotransmitters that are useful to improved well being. And I certainly have that. Like it's definitely a slot machine release of dopamine when you see like I don't know when you see a super cute cozy cottage, yeah, in a garden something surrounded new. by sheep, yeah, and, and yeah. just beautiful and yeah. I think there's, like, a mindfulness uh, associated mm-hmm. with it, too. Yes. Like if you get away and you're forced to focus on, like, look at these sheep in this field with these cottages yeah. and flowers. You're and so you forced to at pay attention to your environment. Yeah. Because it's new because you don't know what's there yet. Right. You kind of go like eye blind to your surroundings because you see them every day. You get really used to them. But when it's new, you're forced to be mindful. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a big part of the positive experience. And I certainly noticed that I was more mindful while traveling. So I thought I would bring that one up. Yeah. It can also increase resilience.
1: So travel often involves encountering unfamiliar situations, adapting to new environments, and solving problems on the go. So successfully navigating some of these changes can boost our self-confidence and our resilience and can lead to improved,
0: like, mental strength. Let me just add an example here because I can (laughs) really, I can really support this one. So my husband and I essentially end up doing The Amazing Race every time we travel, like, I don't know what our malfunction is. We we have extremely good luck when we get to the place that we're going, where, like, it's sunny and everything's beautiful and great things happen. But while we are actually trying to get there or get home, it is, like, always a disaster. And I think probably it's because we fly through Chicago, which is a – I fucking hate the O'Hare Airport, you guys. It is a hellscape. I'm sorry if you like people. it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, did I tell the story about how I saw an on-fire airplane there? (gasps) I'm not even kidding you. Like, one time I was on the tarmac and we were taxiing for, like, an hour. I'm not even kidding you. Like, we could not take off. There were too many things going on. It was like we were already delayed. I was going to miss my connection, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. While we are taxiing, I literally look out the window and I see an on-fire airplane. Oh, my God. Like, it is, like, smoking and there are flames coming out of it. And there was just, like... Yeah, that's about it's As right. like, that seems right. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that place. I hate everything about it. I'm sorry if you like it or work there, and I apologize. I just, I deeply hate it. I bet if they work anyway, there, they hate it, too. <laughs> oh, my God. God. How can you like it? It's just nobody likes that place. And uh, so, yeah, we essentially end up doing The Amazing Race every time. We're like, we leave from where we live. We always lay over. We leave, like, three hours to lay over. I mean, and... Every single time something happens. So we will literally have to be on the plane, switching our flights, calling the people, doing something online. We will literally be running between terminals. Oh and God. every time we we have not yet missed something, we are, I mean, literally, we're those people that are, like, sprinting to make yeah, our connection yeah. and doing wild things to make it happen. Whereas everybody else will just miss the connection. We'll actually get it. And, like, it the, I think it's, like, a couple's bonding exercise because we have, like, we are undefeated. Chicago O'Hare v. me and my husband are undefeated. So F you, Chicago O'Hare. <laughs> but it's, like, it's definitely a bonding exercise. You definitely feel resilient afterwards. You definitely feel like we, we made conquered it. something. Ah, yeah. yeah. So I can support that. Sure. I can support that. Sure. Oh, my gosh. It also tends to broaden perspective. So, you know, when you're exposed to diverse cultures mm-hmm people and perspectives during travel, it can broaden your worldview. So you might kind of get myopic, right? If you're like sitting around and only seeing one thing all the time, you just think that that's the way it has to be. And maybe you don't like it. Maybe you don't like a certain thing about the culture that you're in. And you just think, well, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it has to be. That's the way it's always been. Well, you might be surprised to find out when you're traveling, even just, you know, a road trip a couple hours away, there could be something different culturally that you hadn't thought of Mm -hmm. that you might want to try yourself to take home and um, engage with respectfully. And so, you know, it can challenge your notions about yourself, about other people. It can promote empathy for, you know, how other people choose to live or are forced to live, depending on the experience. It can foster a greater understanding and appreciation of different cultures. And there is some research to show that it, like, decreases biases against certain people mm-hmm. because you the more you are exposed yep. to different cultures, the less bias you tend to have. Um, so the expanded perspective, it can impact mental health by promoting tolerance, open mindedness, and that personal growth. Oh, yeah. I think about,
1: you know, I was really blessed in my childhood. We got to go on vacations. I mean, we generally stayed within the United States, but we went all mm-hmm. over the place and, You know, living in a small town, like you said, you kind of see one thing over and over and everybody's got really similar perspectives and it's just Mm -hmm. very homogenous and Mm -hmm. getting to just go out and see all the different cultures and experience that and interact with people with different perspectives. I mean, I am so thankful (laughs) for that blessing because, I mean, it really does. It, It broadens your
0: worldview. Yep. There's nothing quite like yeah. it. And, you know, it's fun to incorporate new v- vernacular, obviously, respectfully. But I was <laughs> when I was in England, I just love there were there were a couple of ones that I was like, ah, I gotta I love these so much. Uh, One was bruv, like brother bruv. <laughs> one was posh, proper, tosser, wanker. I, I was love like, yeah, tosser. I, gotta, I don't know why. Yeah, I like that one. Tosser. Like tosser. Yeah, no, I loved it. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like it's fun to get an empathy, perspective, use a little bit of humor, kind of grow. Um, and I, I think there's also a piece of escape and reflection. So tell us a little bit about that. For some individuals,
1: travel provides an opportunity to escape from
0: difficult, distressing
1: situations at home. And it can offer that temporary reprieve from those daily stressors, allowing individuals to gain perspective and reflect on their lives and recharge emotionally. So you're separated enough that you can get that kind of distance Look at it, right? Like, we're not like in mm-hmm. the midst of it and drowning. We're stepping away and kind of floating above from that and trying to look at it and reflect on what's going on.
0: Absolutely. And so, I can definitely see that my, I was saying while I was traveling that my, I have like a filing clerk in my mind <laughs> and she, like, I, I have all these sensory experiences and thoughts and emotions. And she is the one that files everything. <laughs> like, she's up there with her, like, glasses and, like, her, like, clipboard, and she's, like, putting all the things in the right place. Well, I think I... I think maybe as a person, I get a lot of stuff, like a lot of data for my environment. Mm -hmm. But because I have so much going on, like it's like all this inundated paperwork that she can't file right away that just backlogs. And so when I'm on vacation, it seems like she just gets through the paperwork because I'll have all these like random thoughts or images or memories come back up that I can like think through. And then she seems to like file like Yep, that was cool. Nope, that was dumb. Yes, we want to do that with this person or whatever. And so it seems like I just get through the backlog of my sensory paperwork (laughs) while I'm on vacation. Um, Or just away in some way, which I don't seem to do quite as well when I'm at home for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. Well, and so let's just note a few of our own positive personal experiences with travel.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you feel like has been for you kind of like the upside you said that like one getting away from you know the town seeing a bunch of different types of perspectives anything else that you really feel like you had yeah so I do think yeah like you said part of it is just really
1: getting to experience something different and see different cultures and see the different way that just people live you know Mm -hmm. you kind of you get stuck. You get stuck in that rut where, like, that's all you see. And and getting to see those different cultures. I mean, my family really. I think I've noted this before. Really loves New Orleans. Yeah, and yeah. that city. Well, who doesn't? It's so crazy because I mean, it's got so many different components. Like, you really have like the old, like historical nature kind of things. You mm-hmm. have like the really fancy city type stuff. You have mm-hmm. some of just like the modge podge Creole
0: mm-hmm,
1: stuff. I mean, so you just get to see a whole different perspective on just the interactions of all these things kind of mushing together, and it's so cool.. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like I had kind of said earlier, I think for me, part of what I would love about travel is kind of escaping the daily, tasks all those different chores right mm-hmm. I'm actually getting to go on an adventure and be mindful and like really truly engage with life and experience something new whereas if I'm at home I mean I, I don't get me wrong I try to engage with life and do stuff and be mindful but it it can get hard with just the day-to-day grind so this is just that break and yeah kind of like you I do I kind of mentally reset often from those kind of mm-hmm. trips. So how
0: about, I think yeah, I, tell me yours. I. Yeah, I think for me, like, um, <laughs> this is such a weird one, but nobody knows who I am there. Mm. And I like that anonymity. And I like that stepping out of whatever set of roles I have been in or that I'm prescribed. And just being an observer and kind of uh, distance. I mean, before, you know, marriage and kids, I was very much like somebody who would just like get in the car, you know, drive an hour or two hours, go to some place that I had not yet explored, explored the town, and just go to a place where nobody really knew my name or what was going on with me or whatever. And it basically, like, I would be that person who would just, like, get in the car and, like, disappear and start fresh somewhere. Like, I really enjoy the feeling of, like, getting to know something in life, being an adventure and looking at things through adventurous eyes. And so that's something for me that I think it's like core to my personality. So it feels a little bit more, uh, necessary, but I always have, have not always had the financial means to do it. So I do it in like different ways. Like travel can be very small for me, to also feel rewarding. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's about getting out of the role. It's about seeing thing with, things with new eyes. And it's about like the novelty and sense of adventure. Like I think a core personality trait that I have is curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so it really satisfies that, that piece for me. I'm like – I am the curiosity killed the cat person. Like, I cannot leave well enough alone. I just, I must know. Like, I, it's awful. Like, it's awful. It's a disability, I think. It's a problem. Um, But yeah, I think think that's a part of why travel is so helpful for me.
1: I love that. And obviously, it's not 100% a problem because that's part of what keeps this podcast rolling is like our love of learning. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love to learn. I love to learn. And I'm an experiential learner. So I like to do things to help me learn because mm-hmm. I retain it better. So I guess that's another thing about travel that's helpful is, like, I retain stuff that I've seen and touched and smelled better mm-hmm. than I would something that I just had never experienced personally. So Right. That said, there's some downsides. Uh, and there's always the other side of the coin. So, of course, there are drawbacks one of the big drawbacks can be travel anxiety. So for some people, the prospect of traveling, especially to an unfamiliar or distant place, can trigger a lot of anxiety and stress. Like, they may not be a person who feels like a personality Mm -hmm. trait for them is curiosity. So they could have a fear of flying or concerns about safety or worries about the unknown, which can cause really significant distress that could impact mental well-being. So it might not always be you know, the upside, like, they might have a legit phobia. Now, uh, exposure is really helpful for legit phobias, to be fair. Um, sure. And it can increase resilience, but, yeah, like, for some people, maybe it's not worth it, right? Maybe the distress of flying and new things and whatever, like, it's just not something they even enjoy when they, let's say they overcome it, but then it just doesn't really give them a sense of, like, oh, that's interesting to me, then it may not be Right,
1: yeah, it's not something that they, yeah, they don't come back feeling de-stressed. They they come back just feeling like wired because they were on mm-hmm. hyper-vigilant edge that whole time, because they were in a new environment. I mean, I get flashes of like taken. Uh, I'm uh, so freaking paranoid anymore when I go places yeah. with my baby, and I'm like, ah, I see you. I got weapons. Come at me. I don't. Ah, I got <laughs> weapons. So, like, I,
0: you Love know, that. I got <laughs> weapons. What, what weapons do you got? Mostly peppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also have have peppers, (laughs) right? I also have a murder keychain. Have I talked about this?
1: Nice. I think you have. It's like a, like, kind of looks like a cat Uh, or something, doesn't it? Mine? No. Oh, one that looks like a cat I've seen those where it looks like a. Yeah, it's it's like you put your fingers through it and then like the cat ears oh, are. Oh like, nice. You know, no, like I don't pokies. I
0: don't have a cat one. Like stabbers. but that is really a similar vibe. Oh. Mine it almost looks like a like an old school can opener. Um like the flat ones with like a little piercy bottom. And so it doesn't look like anything, but apparently it can like stab through stuff. So that's my murder keychain. It has a skull on it. It has a diaz a <laughs> skull on it. So I carry that around with my pepper spray. Yeah, I feel like left-hand murder keychain, right-hand pepper spray. And you can take these things on planes, I think. So, like, I've gotten them through customs. No.
1: Uh-uh. And that's, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, you're being mindful, sure. But, I mean, for some people, it's more of a vigilance yeah. than a mindfulness. Because yeah. you're in a new place.
0: Well, and I think especially, I mean, I work with a lot of people with PTSD. And so, like, some people want to get back to that, right? So some people want to overcome it and do a graded exposure so they can travel because it's something they used to like doing. But for some people, they never really enjoyed it in the first place. And now they have PTSD on top of it. And they're like, this is hell on earth to me. Like, I would rather do literally anything but this. So it you know, for different people it's gonna be like for me it seems to promote mental health and it sounds like Michaela, for you it tends to promote mental health. But I've definitely had clients before where that it doesn't. Yeah. Um I also have pretty significant like personally I have like really significant irritability and distress in airports, honestly. Like I feel really um a bit unsafe, like a bit in danger. I think Part of that's because, like, I'm a Mm young-ish woman. I'm, like, traveling with, like, a kid. Like, I've got a lot to kind of try to look out for. And the other part of it's because I am constantly getting mammed. As I mentioned, I have, like, really strange luck in airports. Like, I don't know what it is. If there's going to be a search, I'm going to get searched. If there's going to be a check, I'm going to get checked. Are you that person? Dude, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I've not flown very often, but when I have, like, I have to go through the full body scanner. It's like, really? I look that
0: suspicious. <laughs> um, it's unusual if my bag doesn't get yeah. pulled. It's unusual if I don't have some sort of significant delay where somebody mams me. And it is not, you guys would think it was because I didn't read airport rules. I know airport rules, like the back of my hand. And yeah. I follow airport rules and it does not matter. Like, I look suspicious, I guess. I don't know. Dude. Dude. The first time I
1: ever walked through a metal detector. What?
0: What happened? What did you do, Michaela? I put my hands over my head. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know.
1: And I was like, I'm. I'm...
0: Oh my god i like oh god. definitely assume the p- position way too easily and i think it like alarms them like you know the thing <laughs> that you have to walk through now where it like does the circle around your body like i put my hands behind yeah. my head and like basically like lean over as if like i have done this like it's like i just do this every day like i am always getting pulled over and bent over a cop car like they're like they've got to be like this chick is like I-, I i have a theory that i don't know if this is true but i have a theory that like Young ish women will get it, especially if they're traveling alone. Because this used to happen to me all the time when I was traveling alone. I mean, it's a little better now, but it was all the time. So I think there is a thing that happens where people are, are transporting drugs. It, yep. That's yeah, what I Yeah. You say. think it's that too. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's usually, um, from what I understand, it's usually like young ish women who like. Are traveling alone essentially um and who are packing in a certain way and so I wonder if like I match the descriptions about I'm not sure but I yeah
1: yeah so it's well and most of those women unfortunately I think are you know they're I mean they're victims
0: to a exactly it's not that they're no, like no they're yeah, not just no. like oh let me just do this like a lot of times they're like being forced yeah. to do it And, Mm -hmm. yeah, so, I mean, like, that could be another downside of travel is, like, if you feel like you're being profiled, like, I – something is happening to me. I'll say (laughs) – I will say that much. There's no way I'm not matching some kind of profile because I just – if we're flipping a coin here, I'm way above the odds that this would be random. So, that could be really stressful to people.
1: Yeah. And related to travel anxiety is, like, the anxiety of, like, planning the trip. I think that's something that it takes so much time and effort and just like forethought and like even if you're not like planning out every little detail and where Mm -hmm. you're going, like still trying to get everything coordinated, like that's a level of
0: anxiety and stress in itself. And some people are just like it's not Absolutely, absolutely. And that's understandable. So I think for today we're just gonna we'll we'll stop at just like mostly the good and then like a little bit of the downside. And we'll kind of resume next week with a part two on our mini series about travel and mental health with a little bit more of the downside, but then also the research behind, you know, what Mm -hmm. does it actually show in the literature about travel impact and mental health? But for now, we can talk just a shade more about what Michaela and I are going to try to do in terms of like this knowledge for either homework or, you know, we could do in or random homework as as well, what I probably will do. So what what do you want to try for outside of podcast experimentation for mental health? I mean, I would like to say that I would
1: like to plan something. But I just don't have the energy to plan something right now. <laughs> I think more so I am going to. I do have a friend that's visiting soon. So maybe I'll just like, I'm still kind of new to the area. So maybe I can figure out. If there's some things that we can do while they're visiting.
0: I love that. I actually really like the idea of being a tourist in your own town because it like helps you try to look at things with fresh eyes and you get to try something new. It doesn't break the bank. And then you are don't have all the obligation of like extended travel planning. I think that's again, that's really what I used to do when I had zero money. (laughs) So this is (laughs) I love that. I love the zero money journey. Honestly, personally, it's it's underrated. It is. How about you? So, I have uh I need to continue working on my mold remediation journey. I think it's causing like allergies and weight gain and some mental health stuff and just like it's a nightmare. Um I have mold fog bombed my home. So that's supposed to like clear up any spores but i am running into some differences of opinion online about like whether that's enough or not Um, some people say like yeah that's totally enough you just gotta kill the spores with fog and you're gucci Um, other things that i'm seeing is that uh, you may actually need to remove like the segment of the house that is actually moldy so I did find like an additional little segment. So my homework is going to be to ask the dude who did the mold remediation, like, okay, is there anything like do I need to remove this segment or what? And then maybe even mm-hmm. get a second opinion on it, um, because that would mean like taking out some like small areas of carpets in closets and maybe even doing some some um, changing of flooring in the bathroom. So it's a it's a large. Yeah, like it's kind of a big project, so I want to make sure I'm actually like smart about it and not just doing something silly or overreactive. Um, So that's something I'm going to think about. I like that. I think that's that's a realistic Yeah, Yeah, and it is mental health related, certainly.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So
0: do you happen to have a joke for me this week?
1: I do. I wanted to travel to Bora Bora. Okay. But I'm too pora pora.
0: Join the freaking club. Oh yeah, I uh I saw like a TikTok the other day of somebody being like, How is everybody on vacation in Europe right now? Or how is everybody on vacation in this place? And it's like credit cards, baby. Like <laughs> we're the <laughs> we're the generation that just puts it all on credit cards. It's horrible. Yeah, no. Bora bora seems really expensive, but it also seems awesome. I, I know a couple of people went went to their honeymoon there and it sounds amazing. So jealous. Right. Okay, I've got yeah. one for okay. you. Why don't oysters go on vacation? Why? Because they're afraid they'll clam up when they're talking to new people. (laughs) Okay, so that is our podcast today on mental health and travel. We will have part two for you next week. Remember folks, if you are enjoying what we are doing, feel free to visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash shrink And feel free to leave a donation, a tip in our tip jar. Also consider, um, You know, if that's not an option, financial isn't an option, that's great. Please just like, rate, and review us. Give us a five stars. Follow follow us. us. That really helps to improve our visibility to other people. And it helps other folks find our podcast. Mm -hmm. And we so appreciate that time that you give to us.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.